it's the Creator Spaces Show. Welcome back to the Creator Spaces Show. And today, we're talking about mastering the art of brand partnerships with Justin Moore. This conversation highlights the future of brand partnerships and how to get stable monthly revenue from brand deals. Let's get right into it. So tell me, do you consider yourself a creator? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely consider myself a creator. I've been making content online for 10 years, although I don't think I thought of it that way when we started because there really wasn't a clear way to make money from it initially. But yeah, creating content online has been my life for the last 10 years, as well as my wife's life. It's a family business, so I definitely consider myself a creator. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about that journey. You didn't start out as a creator, did you? No, I was in medical devices, actually. Surprisingly, I went to school for computer engineering and went into medical devices prior to doing any of this stuff. And it was my wife, to be honest, who started her YouTube channel. This was way back in the day before YouTube even had a partner program, before you could even make money on the platform. And she started sharing her love for cosmetics. And so I was cheering her on in the background, helping her with kind of the tech business side of stuff. And then brands started knocking. So I started helping her with contracts and stuff like that. And then there was a lot of interest in our relationship. (laughs) We hadn't been married yet, hadn't had any kids. And so there was just a lot of interest in that. And so I started making cameos on her videos. I think one of the earliest ones I did was like a boyfriend does my makeup tag, something like that, which I did terribly, but I tried my darndest. And yeah, and then just over the years, we started making more and more different types of content in the family space and then in food, starting a cooking channel. And then when we got married and we had our first child, Liam, there's just so much excitement and so much interest from the people who've been following us for years that there was just this whole new avenue for us to make content around family. So over the many years that we've been on social media, we've worked with hundreds of different brands doing lots and lots of partnerships. So we've had a real varied set of experience, I would say. We've been on YouTube for over 10 years now, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, like pretty much every network over the last (laughs) 10 years. And so we've seen the rise and fall of a lot of them and the monetization or like our revenue streams have changed wildly over the years. And so it's definitely been a wild ride. So talk with me a bit about those changes in revenue what's exactly changed yeah i would say that one of the biggest changes let's say five six years ago like 95 percent of our revenue from our social media stuff was youtube ad share to the revenue that we were making from the views and advertising on our videos and now it's five (laughs) percent so that's a gigantic shift in in not that long of a time period but there's a couple of reasons for that number one obviously there's a massive proliferation in the amount of content and ad inventory that's available now. There's just so much interest in wanting to be a creator. And so the percentage of your monetizable inventory, quote unquote, your videos is has gone down. And so CPM rate, RPM rates have gone down on average. But then the other opposite <laughs> trend is that there's so much more interest in uh, influencer marketing now in terms of the creator economy and partnering with brands and things like this and we're partnering with, with companies has become a, a very significant part uh, of our business. And then that's actually one of the reasons why I started Creator Wizard, which was all about teaching creators to be more business savvy because there is just so much that can change in just a few years. The platforms come and go. And so it just goes to show how nimble you need to be in terms of projecting outwards three to five years down the line to figure out where you want to be and what decisions you need to make as a creator today to ensure that you can get there. Justin and his wife have seen the evolution of YouTube for over 10 years, seeing massive changes in monetization channels with YouTube ad share drastically reducing, giving rise to influencer marketing. Now more than ever, 
creators need to be business savvy if they want to capitalize on this opportunity and also learn to adapt to change. As a the creator wizard, how do you go about building your audience up now? Yeah, I build my audience by serving others, honestly. I have a belief that if you concentrate on just helping people, that the money will come eventually. So right now, I would not say that my revenue strategy is very sophisticated. It's more just honestly about helping people. It definitely is rooted in like education and helping people improve their craft as creators, because let's face it, there's no college for being a creator, or not yet, at least. And that's how I help people, is I build my audience by and inevitably it's just word of mouth, right? Like I help one creator negotiate a brand partnership and then they refer me to their friend. It's just been a slow and, and steady process, but I wish I could say I was very strategic about it, but at least to date I have not been. And has anything changed in that process over time? Well, in the very beginning, I didn't start building an audience. Like I said, it was actually my wife, April, right? So mm. I definitely had the luxury of a lot of people who have followed us over the years have followed my new journey, creating content to help people. But in the beginning it was very organic. But I will say one thing that I did do, which I think in hindsight was probably the, the genesis of audience building, which was just that I started going into private Facebook groups. So there's all these Facebook groups out there where creators gather and they help each other out. And so honestly, I had no agenda. I just went in there and started helping people, replying to comments when people had questions about like brand deal terminology or something like that. I would link them, you know, a video that I'd been on YouTube or something like that. And so that really was how it started was I just was like helping people again. I could go back to that. If you really think about it, an audience gravitate towards you because you're providing value on a regular basis. And this becomes even easier for those whose content is rooted in education. All you need to do is make those initial first contacts to set the ball rolling. And from there, if your audience grows through word of mouth, then you know you've got something amazing. And so walk me through your monetization now. Yeah, so like I mentioned, a big part of our monetization structure is brand partnerships. And then I recently launched a digital course, which is super exciting. The first time in over 10 years of being a creator that I've ever directly monetized your following, I guess is the, yeah. is the way to say it. I think of brand partnerships as an indirect way to monetize your influence, right? Because you're not really asking anything from your community or your audience other than, hey, support me on this. But when it comes to digital courses or eBooks or anything like that, where there's actually like a financial transaction taking place, it's a different conversation that you have with your followers. So I was very like clear from the beginning that you know, this is something that is not for everyone. But basically, the course that I created is called Brand Deal Wizard. And it basically takes you from second guessing your sponsorship strategy to confidently tripling your rates in four weeks. So is that for somebody who already has existing sponsorship? Exactly. So it's more of an intermediate level course for creators who have had experience working with brands in the past and have done some paid deals. To be candid, one of the things that I definitely learned over the course of launching this was that I do have a very significant portion of my audience that is aspiring creators that have not done any brand partnerships before. And so that led me down the path of, oh man, there's these other courses that are more introductory that I should be creating as well. So again, these are the types of things that you learn when you just come out with something <laughs> and see yeah. what sticks. Because the course that I designed, it, it definitely was for a more of an intermediate creator because these are the people that I'm dealing with every day for my influencer agency and I'm interacting with them and I just see so many mistakes being made and so much like assistance that they could be doing so much better in terms of like the rates that they're charging and the relationships that they're forging with their brand partners and things like that. Yeah, I mean, the brand partnerships and the digital courses, those are the kind of the two primary revenue sources for now, at least. And then tell me about the agency. Yeah, so my agency is called Trending Family and we focus specifically on family-friendly creators. So, you know, about six years ago when I started it, you know, this was when we were up in the heyday of 
of family vlogging. And there was so much interest with for brands to partner with beauty creators, lifestyle creators, but the content was still very glossy. It felt like a TV ad. And there was some brands that were on the cutting edge experimenting with starting to partner with family vloggers and things like that. And I just really felt that this was going to be the next proliferation of creators because of the fact that they fit the demo that most brands want to partner with, right? They're family friendly, they're wholesome, they're not swearing a lot in their content, they're not talking about super controversial topics. So things like that, I just felt brands would over time get used to the idea of not having like a 20 person crew come and shoot a branded <laughs> content spot. So that was why I started it. And, and that really has been our wedge to date, which is just that we have this curated roster of creators who we work with over and over who just have a great well-established history of brand partnerships. And so that really has been, I've, like I said, I've done over $2 million in brand deals that I've been able to pay out to other creators. So it's been a great ride. Justin's monetization journey shows that you don't need the most elaborate plan to start. Just put out stuff as he did with a digital course and pay really close attention to the feedback. Because you're going to learn more that way and discover opportunities and niches that you wouldn't see otherwise. Tell me a little bit about how you learned all this about brand deals. Man, through trial and error, <laughs> candidly, right? As a creator, there was nothing. It was the Wild West back in the day when a brand, like I remember the very first brand deal that my wife and I got was a company called Imamoko. And they were a Korean skincare brand that was launching in the US. And they paid us $700 a month for six months. That was like the deal. And to us at the time, it was so much money, right? Because it was like half our rent really with the point of this anecdote is that that was when we first realized, wow, that this partnering with brands especially could be a thing. It could be very lucrative for us. Imagine like getting 10 of those a month or something like that. The way in which we learned was just through trial and error. I had my family lawyer draft up a contract, just like a general like partnership agreement. And we got better and better at the language on the contract over time. And then honestly started adding more and more clauses as things kept happening. So for example, when <laughs> the first time that a brand and said, hey, you need to reshoot this because we don't like it. When we felt that we had adhered to everything that they had requested, okay, that's going in the contract now, right? You can only get one round of reshoots and we're only going to reshoot if we significantly deviate from the approved creative brief or something like that. So there's language, again, like we learned over the years, like doing this through trial and error and, and what I'm trying to teach all my creators in my courses too. So yeah, the honest answer is just through repetitions. And then honestly, the other thing too is that having run the influencer marketing agency for so long, I definitely have a unique perspective on the the other side of the table, being in the room with these brands and these advertising agencies, and they're trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to spend $250,000? Which creators are we going to work with? What is our creative strategy? Right. What is the distribution mix going to be on these different platforms, right? So that has afforded me a different perspective that I can then teach other creators to be like, look, this is really what they're looking for when they want to partner with you on a campaign. Here's how you can make the whole thing awesome. It's amazing to hear about the trial and error play with the story of how they created brand partnership contracts increasing clauses as the deals got more complex. They basically just got started and learned on the job. Now it's grown into something even they didn't expect. And so walk me through what exactly does your sort of agency do? How do they interact with the creators? And then how do you interact with brands? Yeah, we sit as the liaison between the brand or the advertising agency, because there are other advertising agencies that hire us, even though we're an influencer agency, they are maybe, let's say, the media agency. And they come to us and say, hey, like, we're doing all these other pieces, TV and broadcast, outdoor and print and all this stuff. Yep. You handle the influencer activation. So we definitely do work with advertising agencies as well. 
well. So but typically what happens is they will give us a request for a proposal. So they'll RFP us and they'll say, hey, this is the budget. We've got 50 grand, 100 grand, 300 grand, 500 grand, whatever it is. This is the campaign that we want to launch. What would you do with this, basically? And there's some parameters around that. And so we put together a comprehensive proposal based on their brief in the RFP. We will essentially say, here's the creative strategy. Here's some influencer partners that we think would be great for this campaign. Here's essentially how we would allocate it between creator fees and paid media, boost the content, production, like et cetera, et cetera. And then they say yes or no, and then we move forward from there. And so then once we get the green light from the client, we will then go to the influencers and be like, hey, great news. The brand would love to move forward with you. Here's the deliverables. Here's how many posts and what you'll talk about. Here's the timeline, et cetera. And so we essentially sit in the middle there to help manage the entire process of the campaign. Yeah. So I think it's about time for the lightning round. All right. Lightning round. All right. Yeah. What's your primary source of revenue? Brand partnerships. What's your North Star metric for success? How do you know you're on the right path? It's how many creators I help. I think one thing that's been elusive to me throughout my career has just been feeling the tangible impact that my work has. And you know, honestly, ever since making Creator Wizard, I've helped people make like life-changing amounts of income. I've helped people get jobs. And yeah, it's been a truly transformative thing. So that'll always be my success metric. Love it. What's your current goal as a creator? Try to make it smart if possible. My current goal is to get my name out there in the creator community, honestly. I am a resource that they can turn to for complex issues with their businesses. I, I honestly haven't quite figured out the best way to do that yet. <laughs> obviously, I've been creating a lot of content on like social media and been doing collaborations with different startups and in this creator space and stuff, but still trying to crack that nut and find my true tribe, I think. I mean, I think you start a podcast and record it on <laughs> Twitter spaces, but- Yeah, there you go, biased. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and as always, we wrap it all up by answering the question. If you could send a tweet back to your start, what would it be and when you get to choose the start? Oh man. I think that I would probably send the tweet back to when I started my influencer marketing agency. That was 2015. And I would tweet to myself to focus on helping creators directly rather than indirectly. What I mean by that is that when I started the agency, I was really excited to bring brand sponsorship opportunities to creators. And, and that was, again, that's like an indirect way of helping them with money. But what I learned was that's really not enough. It, it doesn't get at the root of the issues that they experience in their business as creators. And if they don't address those, one little brand deal isn't going to help them turn their business into something sustainable and scalable. Could you dig in on that? Yeah. So again, if you don't have a comprehensive strategy, especially if brand partnerships is a big part of your business, in my experience, what happens with most creators is they work with a brand and then they literally never talk to them. It's like they fire themselves from their nine to five job every single month. And a big part of what I teach is a lot of creators have never had a real job before. So they don't understand what professional business relationships are like. They don't understand how to operate within those. They don't know how to build relationships so that they can turn those from this, these one-off deals into a protracted partnership. And so if you don't have that mindset and you go in and you get a brand deal, what's that saying? where if you give a man a fish or you teach him to fish, right? It's, it's the same type of idea, which is I want to be in the business. My North Star is like helping teach creators to like how to think about this much more holistically. Yes, brand partnerships are great, but how can you turn that one deal into a year-long ambassadorship or year-long partnership for all of your brand partners that you're working with? And you turn this into an actual career where you have recurring income and you don't have anxiety about how you're gonna pay your bills next month. That's really the mindset that you need to have, especially you're a social media creator because you can make so much money and just have a much more peaceful, existence and be able to concentrate on what you truly love, which is creating content rather than hustling to find your next deal every time. That makes total sense. 
And so is there any last piece of advice or anything you'd like to leave the audience with? My advice always is if you're an aspiring creator or you've always wanted to start and you haven't, there is still time, right? Like we talked about earlier, like this is early days of the creator economy. And I know it seems like it's not. A lot of people think it feels still very saturated, but I totally disagree. I think that it's going to be even 10 times what the size of it is now in five years. And my advice is always just do it. Just get started and you'll be surprised what happens.